Hello and welcome to another episode of To Be Honest, a show with a clown, a nerd, a duck, and a complete degenerate. And Pyro was late. He was an hour late to this, so... Yeah, I was doing GMO, I was doing GMO ARG. I was making shmoney. Most recently, I mean, this is probably the biggest story right now, is the Andrew Tate XQC... Andrew Tate in general, really, is massive at the moment. Yeah, well, yeah, Andrew Tate in general. But I think the biggest thing is really this argument the three of them had about this one particular topic. He basically made the argument that women are worse drivers from, like, purely anecdotal stories. And then I think Hassan hit him with, like, you know, left facts and logic. But honestly, <laughs> I, I've, I probably know about Andrew Tate the least out of anyone here. I just know that he wears sunglasses indoors. And that's my entire opinion he's rich he wears sunglasses indoors he's bold um <laughs> he was on he was on big brother in the uk at one point i completely forgotten about yeah, that yeah i saw that so was sam pepper and he turned out to be great as well trisha paytas was as well we all Wait, know that, was she that actually? Turned oh out. my god that actually makes so much sense now yeah she was she was i think she was was it Big Brother UK? I think it was. I think it was the UK version. Please tell me she got voted out in the first round. I'm begging. I can't remember, to be honest, but it was just Barnyard Edition, I think. <laughs> Had different animals on. I think she was representing. Well, I'm reading, I'm reading the wiki page. Trisha also auditioned for season seven of America's Got Talent. However, the only lasted 14 seconds when all the judges pressed the X button. <laughs> she just she just walks on stage and that was it. <laughs> Waddled onto stage. I gotta see that. We gotta see this. What the hell's her talent? Oh, I bet I bet it was uh, speed reading because that's her secret talent. Is it televised at all? Was it televised? Oh my god! No, no. Ryan found it. Ryan found it. I bet it's speed reading. Her secret talent, like her first viral video, she could read like faster than anyone in the world, according to her. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nerb played that to me once, her speed reading, right? It was gibberish. We slowed it down. It was nonsense. <laughs> Does she just say words really fast? Yeah, it wasn't. She wasn't making complete sentences. You just hear the occasional word, which you can kind of decipher. But really, it was just 99% pig sounds. Oh, that was it. <laughs> crying it's just like she it's actually the worst talent was it just xqc like basically speaking it was worse it was actually worse it is a bit like xqc it's like it's like those moments of unintelligible words from xqc but only that like as fast as you can every single summer when i turn on my tv i'm watching hg thinking how should we be on that stage on a case show my soul off of hold it take it seriously because i never had talent oh my god i'm fucking bro like fucking tears are actually rolling down my just i just imagine Oliver narrating this with a <laughs> pig noises. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a great second channel video. S yeah, slow it down. That would be great. We did that, nerd. Do you remember we did that? We were working on the Nerd City video and suddenly like, it was probably a conversation that started like, what does Trisha Paytas even do other than cry yeah. about her life and just like sit there sweat. <laughs> Sit there sweating. She gets lots of surgery and somehow she still looks even worse. I mean, she's an absolute disgrace. Well, well right. She looks worse now. Like, look at that. She does. She looks worse now. But look how she looked then. I mean, she, she wasn't great she, then. I, she kind of still was a grenade, you know, a like grenade. she would be the, the one your buddy has to fall on. But but she'd be in the conversation. That's not too bad. I, I watched the video. This isn't a talent. She just sounds like the terms and conditions at the end of a TV ad. She looks like a fucking blancmange. What, what the what fuck is, is that? You old bastard. You don't know what blancmange is? Is it like a 1920s dish or something? Before, before my time. Before my time. Yeah. It's not before your time. This is a traditional English dessert. You're English. Yeah, from the fucking World War One. We have foods called like spotted dick. 
Toad in the Hole, like the most unappetizing sounding names for British food. And then there's Blamange, which I think is probably French is in origin, French? actually. Yeah, I think it's probably French. What the and hell? And the British stole it. <laughs> that looks so unappealing, and it actually was in Oliver's time as well. So, yep, it adds up. Oh, that's really good. That's like, that's panna cotta. That's delicious. But, no, but nerd, it's the British version. It will have no flavor. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I like how the New Zealand and the American laughed at British cuisine, by the way. I like that. And that was never addressed. I mean, America does burgers pretty well. What, so you stole fish and chips from us, yeah? What, what, what's America got? Just everything, everything that's been seasoned. Do, do you remember that map we went on to? That's shown like cuisine across the world and in every America state, it was just burger, burger. America had like 20 different burgers. <laughs> I've had, so like I heard forever that England has the worst cooking. And I just thought that was just probably a, a stereotype that wouldn't be true. But the, I literally had the worst meal I've ever had in my life in London. And I paid a lot for it. Just overall, it is the worst country in the world for food. What, the UK? Are you trolling? Maybe it's because there wasn't enough lard during the war. I don't know. But it got off, you guys got off on the wrong path and things don't taste very good. It's like the way Chinese people will eat bugs and, you know, baby chickens and all kinds of foul things that crawl. They had famines for very extended period of time so they basically just learned to eat everything and to find it palatable and the people who did that survived so now they'll eat i mean there's a video of that lady pulling a bird's nest out of the bush and then eats all the baby chirping birds like their little popcorn wait wait like, like alive oh yeah it's the most monstrous thing you've ever seen it's wait, like th th this isn't in the uk right no this no this is china i went with my father on a business trip to china and we were sat down at this restaurant a plate of cockroaches comes out like little fucking cockroaches. We have to be polite. We have to eat them. It's only courteous. Otherwise, we're like insulting the host. They were just playing a joke on you. Like they're like, let's give the white men some insects. <laughs> go to a 7-Eleven in Thailand and you'll go to the fridge and there's a can or several cans of bird nest soup in a can. Right next to the fucking Sprite. So it's twigs with bird spit. Yeah. We, we got completely sidetracked with it. Uh, we went, we started off about Trisha Paytas pig noises. Trisha Paytas eats a baby bird live on America's Got Talent. <laughs> <Trisha Paytas eats. laughs> Let's title our video that. Well, it is appropriate because Trisha Paytas has done some of that uh, mukbang shit, hasn't she? Yeah, but I don't know if she ate live baby birds. Oliver, you sound like you're really trying to just sneak out of a slander case right now, man. I don't know. I think you should drop it. What do you mean? What do you mean by that? No, because it's like, uh, she, yeah, she ate a lot of food on camera. Uh, she might she probably eats babies as well i think she was uh i think she was intentionally getting voted off she was trying to be yeah, like, like fail troll she knew that wouldn't go well together and she's good at promoting through being a fool yeah yeah i think fail troll my theory on her is she has a humiliation fetish why does everything have to come back down to fetishes man <laughs> yeah it's usually <laughs> it's usually pyro that says fetish she wants to be a oh she was actually on who wants to be a superhero what the hell this is who uh starlight was based off from the boys <laughs> <No>. <laughs> It's actually quite similar names, Limelight. Oh, Limelight. No. I love how her face has just been completely, it doesn't even look human. It's like photoshopped into oblivion. It's just a different woman entirely, yeah. Do you know the expression, you could put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig? Someone's actually going to upload a compilation of the amount of times you've said pig, just directed <laughs> at this woman. You've definitely said it about 30 times. I feel like YouTube put in that little example of not calling people an animal. Because of you. No, no, no. It was something it was something about like someone making fun of someone else's teeth. Oh look, here we go, Colossal. Look at this dog of a woman. She's not even a human being. She must be some sort of mutant or animal. <laughs> that is something that I would write. <laughs>
<laughs> that is like a literally a colossal quote. It is. I think I've said that word for word at some point. And it sounded like they were describing his intro song. They were like, uh, how did they describe it? It's like fat, fast paced electronic music that is that creates a bad feeling or it's disturbing or something. 100%. In fact, when I read it, I was like, have they been watching my videos? <laughs> yeah, I went on a binge of like all your earlier videos today. Based. Oh, they were so good. They were so good. <clears throat> a little story here because you brought up Oliver's intro. I like the fact how I donated $300 onto your stream playing Cuphead only for you to immediately skip the dono. That's inaccurate. I did not did immediately skip it. Album? I did not immediately skip it. Yeah, he donated the entire album and it no would have been 10 minutes long, this donation, because it's set by seconds depending on how much you donate. Yeah. So it was the entire album, or 10 minutes of it. Okay. It was the worst music I think I've ever heard. There was like one song left, but in my mind he skipped the whole album. By this fucking bloke, Blady. And he got most of it, he got like 8 minutes worth of it, because I couldn't figure out how to turn it off. So he did get his money's worth there, or almost. Yeah, I, I donated that, I donated Fart Sound. Oh no, I I donated the, the Ben sound, where he goes, Ben, just over and over. What else did I donate as well? I forget that there was one more thing that tilted you, then you skipped it. Yeah, I think you donated like two different songs and then I skipped the second one as well because I knew it was going to go on for like 10 minutes. <laughs> it's so Like he made this fucked up rule in the middle of a stream basically saying, if anyone donates to me, I'll play the song, except if it's Pyro, unlucky, unlucky. Yeah. And, and then you know what he does? This maggot. He sits there in my stream chat when I'm streaming, the whole next stream, and I'm thinking, okay, like, Oliver's here, he's gonna return the favor, maybe, like, throw, throw some money my way, and then, you know, play nope. something on stream. Uh, like, because no, you need more money, right? He sits there, yeah, I do. He sits there, sat on stream, and he's got, like, a fucking macro key set up to, like, spam unlucky in chat whenever I die. So, <laughs> my entire chat was just people spamming unlucky every time I died. Yeah, everyone <laughs> caught on really quickly, I was really happy about that. So, like, literally every time uh, Pyro died in a video game, just unlucky would appear. Unlucky, and the thing unlucky, is, unlucky. I, I was playing Max Payne, and the game was bugged, so it defaulted to the hardest difficulty, so I got one shot by everything, so I basically died every 20 seconds. Unlucky, unlucky. Oliver, you might have seen this, by the way, with, with Britain's Got Talent, or maybe it was the X-Factor. You know uh, the, the white-haired guy, Louis Walsh, right? Uh-huh. Yeah, I saw this video of him. It's a couple years old now, but I, I, know, I knew him from nothing except that show. Uh, it was always the one that sat next to Simon Cowell in the UK version, and there's like a video of him on like the one show, which is like one of the primetime shows in the UK, and he was like grabbing a girl's ass or something on camera. Nice. L like, like, I'm not talking uh, about- I've seen that. Mel B. <laughs> I'm, I'm not talking about like passing someone, but like literally one of the presenters he sat next to, and then she literally just like snitches on him instantly, like as she should. And he plays it off as like a joke or something like Jesus Christ. Those talent shows, once they had a few like viral uh, successes with the like Susan Boyle type thing and Andrew Hong or whatever, there became that format for unexpected talent hidden in a can't read a book by its cover. And then the cringe person who's so bad that they get their own career. So then you started to see that clearly the judges had been tipped off to like what type of person was coming out. So I actually know someone who went on the show and came in second place on Britain's Got Talent. Why, were they very disgusting looking or something? Well, that's a bit mean. I like this guy. Yeah, he's, he's fat. You're either repulsive to look at. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay, so he's morbidly obese. Well, tell the story. What does the guy, tell, what does the guy do? His name's Jonathan Antoine, really nice guy. Uh, he's in my server, he watches all my streams, and he's been watching them for years. And he's an he's an opera singer. He's a really... You can find it if you look on YouTube. Oh, yeah, you oh, yeah, yeah, you've talked about him. You may know him. He, he got second place to a dog, but, you know, that's that's beside the point. <laughs> oh, 
Come on. Yeah, he, he lost to a fucking dog. Well, well, you, you mean you mean a dog, a dog in their trainer, not just like they bring a random dog on the stage. Like you no, win. it was just the dog. <laughs> you yeah, win, obviously, you win. obviously, yeah, it was a dog and a trainer, and the dog was like jumping up and down and shit. Like he's actually got a lot of fucking talent, this guy, and he lost to that. I spoke to him privately about his experience on Britain's Got Talent, or was it X Factor? I can't remember. It was one or the other. I mean, they're basically the same because the finalists will always be a singer anyway. And he, they were literally saying to him, like, you've got to come out with a sad story. Like, you've got to do that. Otherwise, you're not coming on. No matter how good you are, because you audition for it, right? Before you even actually audition, you do yeah. pre-audition. Get rid of all the But they wanted the sad the... story. They wanted the sad story. It's a good moral that don't judge a book by its cover. But wait, wait, are you are you saying they gave him they gave him a story to run with? Yeah, well, I think it was like based on some some fact. The best lies are so he was bullied like a couple times in school for being overweight. And then they made that probably like his you. entire life, his entire life story. Yeah, I was gonna say probably by you. <laughs> Are you assuming that me, the old man, is the same age as this guy? I mean, no, you're probably one of the grandparents that dropped the kids off to school and just pointed and laughed. <laughs> Essentially told him to exaggerate it and make it his entire life story. Not the fact that he got just like bullied a little bit a couple of times as everyone fucking does. This is your entire life story here. You were just bullied into a fucking shell of a human. And opera really brought out the best of you and you overcame it. Well, YouTube kind of works the same way. Like we've got, um, you know, people see Pyro and they think like, oh, this 40 year old lesbian, she's probably gonna talk about lesbian stuff. But then they click the video and they're like, <laughs> wow, this guy's got good opinions. He knows a lot about video games. And it's like a 16 year old boy. It's weird how you said that, Oliver, as well, because it's almost like a bit, bit of a weird comparison. But like when I do a stream, I know like I'm gonna focus on something because I know I can turn it into a video, for example, instead of it just being completely directionless and aimless, right? Like just going from one thing to the other. Like the podcast. Hi. But, <laughs> but yeah, because I only stream like one to two hours at a time. I'll try and focus it on something knowing that I can turn it into a video. When those people get like applicants for Britain's Got Talent and X Factor, they must literally just see them as like cattle and they have to have like a story. They need to have something, some kind of cohesive like narrative or something, or they just won't work at all. 100%. But I know for a fact, every time I've watched Britain's Got Talent or X Factor, or whatever, you know, like Reddit fucking talent show. Anytime you hear that sad music come on, even before like a sentence fragment is uttered, it's like, yep, they've made it through. They're not fucking subtle about it, are they? Like, I'm not <laughs> even joking, man. When I hear the sad music play, I just go take a piss and I come back. And it's like, oh yeah, I don't even need to see that person. They made it through. It's just sad honky tonk piano shit. <laughs> Honky tonk. I don't think you can make sad music with and, and then YouTube has emulated this. Like, I'm gonna make a little apology video and I'll tell you a sad story now, and they or something inspirational, sad honky tonk piano cancer. <laughs> honky tonk <laughs> underscore sad dot WAV. I mean that's the file. Name. I literally I had to Google it now and just play it so good. Kevin McLeod, isn't that the royalty free guy? That's literally the music that would play when someone's gonna like open up about, you know. I how... can't believe people are still falling for this shit and it actually works. It's just normies. How are you still manipulated by well, this? Well, no no no. You, you could say the same about like why do people still watch like Marvel, even though there's seventy five Marvel films a year. Yeah. Funny CGI clusterfuck. Yeah, I'm not even saying like all of Marvel should be, you know, cut off or anything, but th there's so much Marvel. Sh I mean, what what was that thing at Comic-Con? They announced like eight new Marvel projects or something in one year. Oh, uh, yeah, they do. They do that every Just madness. Years. And then you had like all the fucking people like 
clapping their Funko Pops together in celebration. Telling their wife's boyfriend about the new movie. <laughs> well, TV has like comfort programming where it becomes a habit part of your day. You know, when you watch those crime shows, they're so formulaic that you can always spot who the, you know, the secret killer is and who the, the false, uh, I forget what you call it in like mystery writing, but there's like, there's a term for you know, all of the roles that you can obviously spot. It's like here, it's usually the janitor that walks in who's like super nice. That's the killer. You're not going to come back and find out that's him till later. Uh, women will watch these crime shows. <laughs> I say women. I think, uh, Colossal, don't you watch like crime mystery shows too? Are you one of those people? No, I think I watch uh, Netflix documentaries or just documentaries in general about crime. I feel like that's different. Uh, I know what you mean, though, nerds. You don't hear about it too much anymore because, like, people don't really talk about, uh, like, cable TV. But there's a channel called Lifetime. You guys familiar with, like, Lifetime movies? Oh, no, 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 no. That's not the Hallmark channel, right? Just complete bottom-of-the-barrel garbage. Yeah, it's always about, like, a a husband that that was hiding a secret and it was that he kills all his wives. But he seems so perfect at first. It's like that story over and over. It makes sense why women like it, though. I mean, they have to live their life basically being cautious of a stronger, larger, more aggressive, hornier (laughs) half of the population. Did Andrew Tate just walk in your room then to say that and then left straight after? Oh, what a good transition, Pyro. That is so good. (laughs) (laughs) That's not bad. You can hear him fucking blushing over that as well. I'm baby. I finally pay him a compliment. I'm fluttering my eyelashes. (laughs) Episode four, the compliment has happened. But that was good. So I watched the two debates. I watched the debate between Hassan and Andrew Tate and the one between XQC and Trainwrecks and Andrew Tate. Wait, Trainwrecks was on the debate? Was he just doing sluts the whole time and not saying anything? Yeah, he he came in without face cam. I couldn't tell who it was at first and just like spouting some fucking He's probably just doing sluts. I thought Hassan kind of got to the core of what was going wrong, which is that like Andrew, I do believe is speaking from experience that like the women he dates are not good drivers. And I think that probably has to do with the type of woman that he wants to date. Like he wants to date someone who is probably less coordinated than him, uh, more like someone who is submissive that basically would be relieved that he's driving. And that's not all of women. There'll always be a bit of a schism between men and women. It's almost like, okay, for example, like, you know, even the Minecraft YouTubers, like, you know, big wholesome chungus, that they would not make a joke at the expense of anyone. They will usually make jokes at the expense of women sometimes because they're allowed to do that. Like how women, you know, they get together, they all talk shit about men. That, that's always going to happen. And I think Andrew Tate is someone that's going to be very successful in this day and age because he's catering to a particular to audience. Where... For sure. And there's an aspect of truth for, there's definitely an aspect of truth to what he's saying the problem is like you could also add like being nice and being fair and equal with your partner to all of the things he's telling you to do and then you would not only attract the attractive uncoordinated bimbos but also the intelligent attractive (laughs) women you know it's kind of like you're conceding some downsides in your approach by being this misogynistic a little bit of misogyny is okay make fun of women a little bit like that's fucking fine like what's wrong with that but like it's always just people going to the next fucking level it's the next extreme to counteract that other polar opposite on the other end of the spectrum that other fucking extreme yeah i think he's a necessary type of guy to have talking to guys like even though i don't agree with with all of his approaches it's like completely like not completely conceding everything that makes a guy a guy I think is important. And women do like men to be men. A certain type of woman does, you know? So like, I, I don't like that he's he's saying things that I think would lead to, and I hate to use this word, but like toxic behavior towards women. 
Um, you can be all of the things he's doing without doing that too. He is extreme. He is kind of extreme. But you've got to remember, like, a lot of it, this is the problem, like, a lot of it, because it's yeah. a bit of a paradox, like, some of it is kind of a joke, right? Some of it is satire, and some of it is not. I thought he was 100% serious. No, I don't think he is 100% serious all the time. I just time. think he I dials think his own personality up a bit more to attract. Yeah, but then that therefore would lead to some kind of a joke. Can you see how that would happen? Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. I think if there's big backfiring, it would backpedal. I mean, he, it's definitely business orientated as well, but I guess you could say that about like any kind of streamer and stuff that kind of plays with their personality. I mean, I mean, you, you've seen his business model as well, right? Like he's got that influencer program. Oh yeah, it's so genius, man. Anyone who gives him money to learn how to make money is not going to make money. You can read between the lines and the type of girl that he would, that you would be attracting if you act like him. This is also the type of guy that is submitting to him and listening to him and thinking that he's higher than them and he'll do whatever they say. Like, you're that version of a bimbo. Well, Hassan is claiming, at least allegedly, that it's a fucking pyramid scheme. Yeah, no, it is. You give him money to join his like little program and then anyone you refer below you Yep. You then get a cut off them, but it oh, all goes... he actually has it set up. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And Hassan said it perfectly, like, so of course, these people who are on this pyramid scheme, inverted commas, yeah. uh, that's an uh, allegation, I haven't been to the website, though I am actually going to pay 50, 50 bucks to see what's going on here, maybe try some of these things he's recommending yeah, so many to make money, gonna... and just see if it's a scam or not, or a pyramid scheme. There's so but, many you know, like, these... agents that are going to ironically buy into that just to see if they can make a fucking commentary video on it. Genius. Guys like him and Ty Lopez are serving a need that's uh, that's missing in a lot of guys' life. Like they're profiting off the fact that if you try to work, uh, if you try to be an entrepreneur and work for yourself online, you're missing a boss. Like there's a comfort in having an authority figure, someone who you can like uh, ask what to do. Um, and when you work for yourself, you don't have that. Sometimes it's like uh, just you alone with Google can be really disorienting for people. So a person like Ty Lopez who will sell you a phone call once a month, like that's a relief to some guys. Every year, there are a new wave of like summer kids that come onto the internet. And this wave of summer kids uh, are being picked up by the whole like Andrew Tate, you know, clout kind of thing most of his audience uh has huge crossover with like aiden ross fans which is you know like 10 to 14 year olds so yeah i think the problem is like we can watch his shit and you know we can take away some things from it but we know like not to yeah take everything as face value but all these kids are just like yeah the, the little zoom zooms that are going to watch it they will treat everything he's saying as gospel and then they go up to a woman in real life and go on god no cap you stank for real for real i'm guessing a lot of these 14 year old fans are not the ones subscribing or paying 50 dollars a month to us probably not those are probably the washed up guys i mean may maybe with mommy's credit card maybe maybe it's a christmas present maybe could i could you imagine it's like can you like son can you write down what you want for Christmas and then like, I want Hustler University 2.0 on a $50 subscription to Andrew Tate's site where I can make more money and learn to be epic. It's called, look, Ryan linked it. It's called Hustler University 2.0, like 1.0. It's funny because he's just hustling all of them. That's the best part. I like that. I, I click on the link. I already see two Wojaks. Thank you, man. Yep. Yeah. I know exactly the shit I'm seeing right now. Yep. Bye bye. He's trying to teach. He's trying to like teach uh, a false confidence and swag. And you can act like Andrew Tate and get laid. Like if you actually absorb some of that, you will get laid. But the problem is, you're gonna have a woman who is gonna give you stupid kids. You're gonna have a woman who can't really guard your house when you're not there. And like you want a woman, you know, to contend with where she's on. You know, she'll be disagreeable with you sometimes. Well, in all fairness, no, that's what you want. Some people do want a fucking stupid broad. As I mean, a wife Andrew or a, a girlfriend. Self-admittedly 
says he wants that. But then you have stupid kids. So like ultimately getting laid is about having kids and building a life. A lot of people don't want kids. So I don't know. Fair. Okay. That's true. That's he true. also wants a barnyard animal that's as dumb as a brick. <laughs> Definitely not a barnyard animal. I want an Asian. I want an Asian who doesn't speak the language. We can't communicate and she can't fucking argue with me and she can't say anything. Preferably deaf is actually the perfect girlfriend. If she's fucking deaf, that would be good. I, I'd have to find the clip, but Andrew Tate literally like says on record, like he's trying to attract the best woman that are going to want to go for the guy of the big best Bugatti. Like he knows the woman he's attracting are really shallow and vain, but like he is as well. Hey, works for Keemstar. I mean, Keemstar has self-admitted that he's only with the girlfriend he's with because she's a gold digger. I mean, that's he's admitted it. So this isn't like epic expose or anything like that. Really? He said it. He fucking said it. She's only interested in me for my fucking money. <laughs> That's what he said. Poor bastard. He said it on Twitter. If you're on a date with, uh, with an attractive girl and what she has to talk about is things like, oh, I got scammed by this thing. I had a pop-up and it told me that uh, I needed to download this program and my computer was taken over by the FBI and so I gave them my credit card. It's like, <laughs> you're getting a warning right now, right now that that girl is going to maybe lose all of your money. So you don't want a girl who is so incapable that she concedes and lets you walk all over them in every situation because then you're going to have someone who is a vulnerability to you. Comes down to personal preference. So if that's what Andrew Tate says he wants and he's being honest with himself and he knows what he wants, then maybe that's just what he wants. I, I think, though, the, the, the problem is with that. I mean, if, if that's what Andrew Titty wants, that's completely fine. But it's more like what, what he's selling and the way his, you know, his verbiage is and the way he delivers messages and yet, obviously, when you're young, it is like, you know, uh, a decade or so of like self-discovery, like even more so after that. But he's almost like... There's going to be so many incels. It's going to be crazy. Using this tactic of weaponizing like hatred towards women as a tool. Mm. But yeah, it's, it's like what Jay said, that there will be incels that flock to him. 100%. People that genuinely think it's women's fault that they get no bitches. Andrew Tate says he wouldn't mind his girlfriend, his current girlfriend or any girlfriend doing OnlyFans as long as he kept all the money. <laughs> That's awful. He fucking yeah. said that. That is terrible. That is such a terrible aspect. That's it's worse than being a pimp. That's like fucking worse. Yeah. That's the worst of both worlds. No, it's like, I'll, I'll show my I'll show my tits to strangers on the internet, but as long as I see all the money, like, what is that logic? Yeah. What is that logic? Y yeah, you hear, you hear him say he's okay with OnlyFans, which is surprising for someone like him, but yeah, then he follows it up with, I get everything. I mean, I just couldn't believe it. It's like, what? Yeah. Oh, hell. <laughs> and he, he straight up says he owns them. He's actually talking about owning women and pimping them yeah, out. Yeah, just like literally, I wouldn't mind my girlfriend doing OnlyFans, but that bitch better pay me the money afterwards. Not split it with her, all of it. And then, uh, what was his name? Aiden Ross. Aiden Ross, that little fucker said, okay, can we meet halfway and just we'll do 50-50? I'll keep 50 and then you keep 50, Andrew. And he's like, no, don't even give them that idea. Oh, hell. Yeah, like, no, what? that's what I mean. Is like, what? Why doesn't I know he does say some things as a joke, but I don't I don't think he was joking with that one. Maybe he was. I don't know. Uh, so this is worse than I thought. I thought he was just kind of saying light things like, oh, all the girls I know are bad drivers. I actually know quite a lot about this subject for once. Like somehow because... Because you drove? Well, yeah, because I used to done. drive uh, for a living while I was a sales representative for... Uh, a toy company, right? In in Asia. So this is why I'm looking forward to hearing you talk about this. Because no, 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 no. This was in the UK. This was in the UK. Oh, okay. So I've actually done, I estimated, I worked out the other day, just over 400,000 miles in my lifetime. Just over 10 years since I was working here. So I was doing about roughly 800 miles median average per week to the moon and back 
driving. How many times around the globe is that? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I've been to the moon and back. I don't know the circumference of the Earth off the top of my head. But yeah, several Fire times, I would imagine. Okay, Earth is only 24,000 24, miles around. Wow. So call that 25,000 and, you know, 400,000 divided by 25,000. That's a lot. That's a fucking lot. Yeah, with how long you be on the Earth? I'd be surprised if you don't hit fucking Pluto. No, well, I think my father... <laughs> Your father hit Pluto? Don't <laughs> no, I don't think so. <laughs> Bear in mind, this was a few years ago, quite a while ago. He said he's done over 2 million miles in his life. Wow. Jesus fucking Christ. He just drove over children. Were the, uh, were the drivers over there different than the UK? Uh, yeah, I'll get to that in a sec, but side note, because what Jay said isn't entirely a joke. Like, okay, I didn't hit a child, but I knew someone that hit a child while he was out they in Thailand. <laughs> Close enough. He hit a child out in Thailand, and all he did was just pay off the police. Like, you can get away with that. Toddler speed bump. He got away with it by paying. I think he had to pay a lot, bear in mind. Jesus. So he, he did like a toddler speed bump, and then he just gets away with it by paying madness. Videos like that coming out of China where something is happening to, like where they drive drive over a baby or a toddler or they drive past one that's already been driven over. That's that's really colored my, probably a bigotry towards China. In Indonesia, it's the other way around and the children run over you. You got kids as young as like seven driving like motorbikes and stuff and they will hit you because they can't drive. They take no test or anything like that. So yeah, when you were asking is the driving different from the UK to the rest of the world? Fucking yeah. Oh uh, yeah, I've One seen billion percent. So like in the United States, we have right of way where it's like legally, uh, there's a precedent for who is legally in their right to be driving and the other person has to yield. But in China, it's like the person who's in the way has the right. So that means that you can cut off somebody and they like you expect them to break and they're expecting to be cut off. So when they come over into the U.S. and that's different, um, that's part of why I think because a lot of uh, there's a big Chinese population in like Los Angeles and New York City. So it got like codified into our into our media and stand up comedy that Asians are bad drivers because we had all these like mainland Chinese people immigrating who started to drive uh like in adulthood so they were learning the differences like right of way and they were bad drivers and not so even not even that nerd because in a lot of asian countries you don't even need to take a driving test mm. even here in mexico right i'm in mexico at the moment no driving test required you just need a car that's it that's so dangerous and that's why the drivers here and in asia are so shit so if i was a woman and i just squirted out a child and put them in a car. Where? A woman? That, that would be totally legal. There is no minimum age requirement. There is an age requirement, yeah. You don't have to take a driving test. You have to be 16 here in Mexico, for example. 16 to drive, but once you're 16, that's it. Why did being a parent involve being a woman and squirting out a child? Like, you could just say, if, so if I had a kid, I could just let my kid drive? It was role-playing again. It just kind of happens naturally. Oh, yeah, true. I, I'm not saying anything to that. I promised I promised Niall's mother I wouldn't say anything nasty to him on this podcast. And so far, I've kept my word. Just this one episode or... Or every episode. I spoke to his mother. I love I love his mother, by the way. Yeah, no, she she came in uh, while I was talking to Oliver, and she was, like, completely plastered out of her mind because she was... Uh, she's, she's made this, like, elderberry champagne or something. And elderberry it was only meant to be, like, 4% champagne. or something. It sounds like such a... What is that? What is that? She made it wrong and add, like, a zero on that 4%. So it's basically, like, whiskey, like, 40%. She comes in shit-faced to Oliver and be like, you need to stop 
bullying mice. So, no, she like was that. very nice. Was, I mean, she yeah. was nice to me. I think your and mother I, likes I, me. No, no, yeah. she was nice about it. She was nice about it, yeah. But obviously very drunk. Entirely stop bullying you or just... Dial it down a little bit. No, no, no. I no, said, no. I, I like, agreed. Well, she wanted me to stop entirely, but I like had to kind yeah, of it's, negotiate it's here. And I was like, okay, yeah. well, I'll dial it. I can't promise nothing, but I will dial it down. Negotiating with my drunk mom. I, well, Pyro's been nothing but nice to me. So like, I shouldn't really be teasing Pyro at all. I hate the guy. No, no. I, I literally sat there in the background. I was literally like Joker with the cigarette. Like, you don't get it. You wouldn't get it just over and over. Like I had to say to her, like, you don't get it. It's the content. Yeah. It's the content. And yeah. uh, what? So Colossal's mom gets on the call too and goes, stop calling my son. Old, <laughs> <laughs> and his, his, keep in mind his mum's like 170. Getting close, getting close, and she doesn't really speak English very well. But yeah, me hablo no inglés. Spanish? She speaks Spanish, German, Italian. What's the other one? No, that's it. And then me hablo and English, of course, but like not very well. Me hablo no inglés. I can't imagine this accent because I, I think of course of your posh British accent. So I'm trying to picture Hitler with a sombrero. You couldn't possibly pinpoint because she knows so many languages, right? So it's just a complete hybrid mess. It's like a mongrel language. Oh, does she trill her R's like crazy? Actually, she's not too bad. I've got cousins who do that, but she's not too bad. Like Plus, we're all from up in the north here. And uh, the language is like a little bit less exaggerative than it is down south in Mexico. So not too many R rolls. She genuinely, like her, her poor little brain genuinely thinks that no one can attack her her special child on the internet <laughs> it's literally like you you become an e-celeb you're gonna be shit on in all directions like i should be made fun of better i make fun of you than some fucking guy who actually yeah, obviously it. you want your mates to yeah make fun of you before any actual renters i think that was part of the reason the podcast was kind of necessary and why people like it is like uh, having people who understand like the full breadth of your personality like take the piss out of you in a friendly way rather than trying to actually destroy your career yeah i i've definitely seen a a couple of people on my uh, server and donors and that that genuinely think like all the because uh, I don't know you, you saw Oliver right how like most of the donos I got was just pure rent right like like it was just constant non-stop your Twitch chat or sorry your YouTube chat bullies you far more than I ever could yeah yeah, yeah but but that's the dynamic with, with uh, chat it, it's either they treat you as like a god king like safe space or they kind of just like treat you as the bad guy and bully you but like I, I'm fine with it it, it genuinely well, they doesn't... do both though don't they yeah yeah it's definitely a mix of both when push comes to shove like they would have your back too it's like when uh with ice poseidon he's got these this community of people who are like literally torturing him and making his life harder but then if, if someone who's an outsider comes and tries to take a shot at him like they swarm them and protect him i mean yeah yeah, yeah what one, one good example is is how the chat can like your own community can go instantly from like god defending to just like being against you i had this uh spam bot in my chat and they were called like uh, naked underscore HD and their profile picture was like Mr. Beast profile picture. And they were like a butt account, right? Basically saying, click this link for nudes. And then I freaked out on stream saying, okay, no one click that, no one click that. <laughs> it's going to hijack your account, get your IP, all that kind of shit. I banned them and got my mods to ban them. And then it. everyone in chat started being like, oh, 1984, why'd you ban him? Why'd you, but you know, and, and then I'm not joking. I, I banned this fucker like two weeks ago. People to this day are making impersonation accounts of a fucking Chinese spam bot 
getting into my comment section and just being like, guys, I'm back. Hi, I'm just checking in. What's up? And then everyone in chat starts fucking rejoicing <laughs> that the hijacking like spam bot account is there and I have to ban him again. Oh, it's genius. <laughs> I think the best kind of fan base you have are people that can take jabs at you jokingly, but also like kind of also be in your corner when shit hits the fan. You, you, you don't want a fan base that just slurps you constantly. Like anything you say, you know, you want to be able to have criticism come your way as well. I'm desperately trying to get it back on track with what i was saying i mean this before. entire podcast has been a tangent <laughs> yeah entirely but that's what it is the point i was trying to make was that i actually have <laughs> a lot of experience what the fuck is that it's just a car crash <laughs> just for context to anyone listening to the podcast oliver's trying to tell this story about how he's a good driver and i'm just spamming car crash gifts in the chat <laughs> one thing that he threw out there oh that God, the i don't dogs. think a lot of people picked up on is he mentioned an 18 year old girl he goes i'm not gonna let some 18 year old girl drive so he's imagining being on a date with yeah with really one of the most dangerous drivers statistically there is an 18 year old anybody like yeah don't let them drive and that's right yeah so the young drivers are by far the worst drivers people who have recently passed or demographically like the younger you are yeah. and of course the older you are pyro don't say fucking anything <laughs> it's like 10 times as expensive I, I already put the gif in the chat of you crashing your first car let, let, let me put it in again i've driven again you know many miles over four hundred thousand. i've only ever had one accident it was not my fault and it was <laughs> with a woman i like how quick you were to brush that like wasn't my fault by the way it wasn't and it was a woman it was a woman in fairness well, so Colossal, it was actually you no just told fault. like the version of pyro story from the last show you're like so i've driven all around the world uh 40 times and I've only been in one accident, and uh, and it was a woman, and that's it. Yeah, is there any more? Like, Of you've... course there's fucking more! I'm okay, getting okay. to it! I'm fucking okay, getting okay. to it if you cunts will stop interrupting. That That is true. Fucking <laughs> Christ! I think he was trying to say Andrew Tate was right all along. In my experience, I did not notice a considerable disparity between male and female drivers. However, I will say that I think men show more aptitude at driving than women. Spatial awareness, confidence, reaction time, things like that. Which is why they statistically fail their driving tests, at least in the UK, less than women do, right? So they're probably better at, like, racing and shit, you know, because all those sports are still male-dominated. <laughs> Though there might be other reasons for that, I don't know. Um, if you look at the statistics, and it was stop posting fucking driving crash gifts for fuck's sake. I'm gonna listen oh, to you This is impossible. You're driving your car. You're driving your car. Big conclusion. Despite all these fucking interruptions, <laughs> based on my opinion, my experience, women are far safer drivers than men are. I consider safety the most important part of what makes up a good driver, so I think women are not just better at driving, they're much fucking better. Okay, I'm done. Okay. That's surprising, I thought you'd have a completely different could, takeaway. Could the women vote in your time, Oliver? I'm just asking for a friend. But also, is this is really difficult to speak about generally because there's so many different little subcategories of types of people. So like, we can all imagine like a 17-year-old uh, female high school student who would be distracted by looking at her phone, maybe more than a guy checking his notifications. Maybe, you know, that's generalizing. Really, the worst, the worst drivers in the world, at least in Western countries, because in foreign countries, a lot of them are shit because of the driving test. But no, it's young people. It's young people. Uh, older people tend to be more overly cautious when they drive. There's a lot of old people that shouldn't be on the road, though. Yeah, like. I mean, that's 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 true. But I much prefer an old bastard than some 
17-year-old that just passed his driving test. Andrew Tate's also self-admittedly. I watched a video the other day. He self-admittedly has drunk, driven multiple times. And his argument is that when you drunk drive, you're only a bad driver because you get arrogant. And he's like, I'm a good driver, so I don't... I, I could drunk drive fine. Your reaction time goes way, way fucking down. Yeah, but, like, it's funny that he's blaming, like, his accidents on woman when he is a literal drunk driver. Like, he is the worst person to be on the road. The road does favor more aggressive drivers in some situations, and, in, in fact, a lot of situations, men happen to be more aggressive drivers. You know, you've got to be aggressive and take that initiative and uh, act quickly to certain situations. I've saved my life countless times because I've acted, you know, like that very, very quickly. And women tend to do that less. They tend to be less aggressive. There's unsafe drivers of all kinds of different stereotypes. It's so difficult to generalize this. Like, and he generalized it. That's how he started this whole thing is he goes, I don't know why women are even allowed to drive. You will have young adults driving their car and they will get into a head-on collision because they're scrolling through TikTok while driving, looking at Andrew Tate, ethically owned libtards. This guy says, I mean, we're probably the same age. He's had four accidents, four accidents. And I doubt he's done 100,000 miles in his life. That's like an accident every 25,000 miles. I mean, that's that's really bad. That's bad. Like, he calls people who he's recruiting wages. Like, get in your wage cage. Like, they're losers. But then the problem is, like, so they, like, he has this authority from being rich and kind of, like, they're begrudgingly saying, okay, you, you know, you can tell us what to do because you do have these things we want. But they're going to love it when people start, when, if he ever is at risk of losing those things. So if someone sues him or he gets in a, uh, if he were to be completely humiliated in a debate, those people would be sharing those links and being like, finally, this guy got knocked off the pedestal. His audience are so blind. If you've seen his comments, I think they're so blind to him that anything he does, they will support. Like, if even if he got completely destroyed in a argument oh that's cult like then yeah to say that he is the best and he won you, you linked some stuff on twitter right jay and they were just completely god defending him like actually doing blood sacrifices just to see if he'd even see well then he would have built so he's probably building a hate community because if you run off everyone everyone that challenges you they'll build their own subreddit it's like what happened with boogie he banned like 300 people off of his subreddit and then they made like sam and toki and it just like that's it ended up being bigger than his own community oh i mean boogie is his own worst enemy and always has been i mean he's such a fucking moron i mean he's so shot bad. in the air as a warning shot by the way like it's a fucking like that's something you do when playing trouble in terrorist town in half-life who, who was he shooting at was it sam high it's frank hassel who he who he had invited to his house see that's the problem is like he did the mixed messages thing like boogie has got a problem with always walking back oh he'll walk it back within a, in 30 seconds oh uh, yeah on twitter he would be the biggest fence sitter if the fence didn't give an out under his weight yeah <laughs> <laughs> he, he can't resist not getting the benefit of maybe people who would think the other thing so he'll say something that's like kind of based and you're like wow that's a hell of a tweet but then at the end he goes like sorry if you don't agree and then now it's not based because he just said sorry he'll, he'll reply to his own tweet like 30 seconds later with something that is com the complete polar opposite see now you don't know where he fucking stands he's somewhere in the covers middle covers all the bases Ab absolutely yeah. three hours later he's completely contradicted himself yeah he's just pissing off both sides he's trying to play the middle ground and get everyone to like him because that's what boogie likes everyone liking him but he's doing the polar opposite of that 
which is getting everyone to dislike him. And that that makes people angry because then because the people who had agreed with you initially now are mad that you're walking that back. So like now you make no one happy. Yeah, f fence sitting is just something that never seems to work. I, I remember being like a kid at school and I'd literally always try to like panda to be liked by people and stuff. But I, I swear like you, you kind of grow out of that when you the actually- deep voice pyro. You don't want to be a fence sitter because you'll be trampled on, but you don't also want to be an extremist because you'll just get like nothing but God defenders. And like what nerd said, it will just end up being like an ice Poseidon community if that, that they'll just flip on you instantly. When Boogie fired that gun in the air, like he was literally saying before that, like, go away, get off my property. But as Frank walked away, he said like, yeah, walk away, bitch. Like he taunted him to come back. <laughs> you know, he's got, uh, he actually has a fasona, Boogie. Yeah. It's a wolf. Oh, I cannot find any fucking example of that thing existing. I'm pretty sure he made it just to pander to the furry community. You've probably checked off to it accidentally in the past. I don't even know if I'm being lied to, but I feel that the UK is like one of the hardest places to even get a license because you've got to do- Oh, it is. Oh, is it actually? Purposefully convoluted. The driving itself, the driving test itself, actually not too bad. You do enough practice, you'll be fine. Yeah. But the written test, purposefully confusing. And that has a perception thing, purposefully confusing. It's so weird how different the questions are because you'll get the most easiest questions in the world like for example uh, i don't know like would you run over a woman answer maybe you get other questions which is like the exact mathematical formula of like stopping distance like yards or something like that like a specific number you need to have like you know remembered or you'll just you know fumble it it's so weird but thankfully it's only a certain amount of points you need i, I think i passed my theory like the the first or second time i'll never forget this one question which was like if you're driving down the road and you spot an accident, do you check for it? I can't remember the exact phrasing. Do you look for it in a shop window? I was like, what? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, because you'd look in your actual side mirror. Yeah, you look at your mirrors or your fucking blind spot or something like that. But no, it's like, look in the shop window. Yeah, like you get, you get asked in your exam, if you hear like something go wrong in your car, would you aim a magnifying glass at the sun to refract the light so you could see the problem? It just makes no sense. Now, I just remember with my uh, driving test, my, my, my practical, I fumbled it because the way driving tests work in the UK at the minute anyway, you've got like, you can get a bunch of smaller faults, like minor faults, and there's like 10 you can get of those. So if you get like nine minor faults, you've still passed. It's fine. Like it's a pass or a fail. There's no grading or anything. But then major faults, if you get one major fault, you, you fumbled it, you fucked it. But the worst thing is, you can get a major fault or build up enough minor faults throughout the entire exam and they never tell you until it's over. So my first practical exam, I got a major fault within the first two seconds of the exam. He drove me around that entire test, had me do everything, even though he knew that I failed in the first like minute. I'll tell you why they do it, because I had a mate who was a driving uh, instructor and a driving examiner, right? They do it for a certain reason, because at the statistic, and it's a very true statistic, young drivers particularly, have the most accidents out of anyone and cause the most accidents. Yeah, yeah, that, that's why insurance policies for like Zoomers are so high. So Pyro looking like a little fucking tight lesbian or whatever, how the phrase goes, Hello. you know, looks a lot younger than he probably is at the time he takes his driving test. The driver instructor sees him, driving examiner sees him and he goes like, fucking hell, I'm failing this guy. <laughs> no chance, no chance. It. This guy looks about 12 years old. Uh, no, he's he's failed already. Yeah, it's not that I did a major fault that it constitutes to an instant fail. No, it's just because I, I look like a little baby. So it's like, no, baby. I'm, not, I'm not letting him pass. So you know how we were just saying that uh, the Asians statistically aren't worse drivers, but it's really just like circumstantial anecdotes. There's another interesting example of that where like you can you can understand now if you look into it where an, a negative stereotype came from and that it's not like inherent to the the type of people 
Have you ever heard uh, the explanation for that old stereotype that Southerners are lazy or that black people are lazy? <laughs> but the, uh, the explanation for why Southerners in the United States are lazy is um, hookworm. So they figured it out, I think, in the last like 10 years or so. But prior to indoor toilets, indoor plumbing becoming normal in the U.S., everyone was walking back and forth to the outhouse so that you were tracking through, to some degree, human shit. And that's where you were getting the hookworm, or from the soil, you were getting from the soil these hookworms. Nice. So, the, and the hookworm is a parasite that makes you, uh, it makes you lethargic. It makes you stupider. And that that attitude, like, so I watched this incredibly racist cartoon because I was studying old animation for dead studying. avatar stuff. No. And I watched this cartoon. <laughs> there were all these. I couldn't. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. There were like. Um, it's like all about these black Southerners and they're just like, they're so lazy they can barely lift a finger, but they're basically acting the way. So I had a pet that got hookworm before and the way you know your dog has hookworm is it doesn't want to play. Like it can't move, it doesn't care. You can give it a treat, it doesn't want it. And then you give it the anti-parasitic and now it's back to normal, it wants to play. Men were acting like that. Men and women were acting like that in the South. You know, like they didn't want to work, they were dumb. And uh, it wasn't, it wasn't like a- Does the parasite make you fuck your sister as well? Had nothing to do with people living in the South or, or being black. It was just like they had a parasite. I, I know this sounds really stupid. Is there like a natural phobia you can have for parasites? Because I swear they, they, they scare the shit out of me, man. They really do. It's a rational fear, isn't it? Because you're afraid yeah. of something you can't see and can't control. You can physically see them, right? Like, like bacteria, viruses, uh, prions, that they, they don't scare me that much. But when I see a parasite... Really? Okay, only insult of the fucking the podcast, right? Pyro is afraid of something he eats and gets larger in his stomach. Are you fucking joking? I think he wants to be inside the belly. He doesn't want it inside his belly. No, but why are all the drawings with stuff in his belly then? <laughs> what? Yeah, those people, those people are becoming parasites within you. Oh. Maybe because they look like people, it's fine. Oh my god, you know what you just did? You, you did the thing with the guy in the Clockwork Orange where you made him just watch, like, Hitler propaganda so he wasn't, like, a fucking masochist anymore. Holy shit, are you cured now? No. Uh. No. No, no, no. It's early, it's early days. It's early days. Oh, can we talk about, can we talk about the editing of the podcast real quick? Because this episode will be different than the other ones, and, and let's explain why. So, the first three episodes, I ed well, the first two, I intended to edit. And I went uh, kind of overboard, admittedly, on trying to make the visuals like stay stimulating through the whole thing because we weren't an audio podcast. I was thinking of it as a YouTube video. So I was trying to keep the, uh, to have it be watchable as a YouTube video. Well, to be fair, to be fucking fair, it was discussed from the beginning that it was always going to be an audio podcast and not a visual one. But as I was playing it back and it lacked, it had only minimal like context examples, I just felt myself getting bored. Like I didn't want to watch it that way. But you're not supposed to watch it. It's a podcast. You're supposed to listen to it. But you can't play it background because unless you have YouTube it comes down to would people prefer to wait a month or two or would they prefer to have regular uploads but the quality slightly diminished? And I don't think we know the answer to that. I, like I'm leaning towards thinking that people would rather, most people would rather have the, the more frequent upload of the audio only. I think that's probably true. Even if they didn't, it's just not feasible. We can't do it. No. There's no way. It takes too long. Not, with, not with trending topics and not with topical things. I mean, it's impossible. Yeah, true. We're, we're going to be talking about things that happened three months later. I mean, we're already kind of late to this because Pyra was late to the stream.
Okay, I don't think an hour late. I don't think an hour late makes a difference, you old bastard. I know it doesn't. What I was worried about is that, um, well, this isn't, I, I shouldn't say this was all the reason. I would say one reason amongst five for why I added so many visuals was I was thinking about, you know, there's so much competition for your time in the day. So even if you like us and you might subscribe, it's like, will you make time to listen to something that isn't the best we could do, and I thought the best we could do had visuals. This is something that I've had to come to terms with as well, because I'm not the best example of someone that puts out frequent content. I'm willing to make an exception for a podcast, because it is a podcast. And as long as we're putting effort into the things that others are listening to, uh, within reason, then I think that's all we can achieve with a podcast, and I think that's great, and I think people will continue to listen because of that. Uh, th there's a new Saul episode out. We should leave. There's a new Saul episode out. Oh, is it out? Okay, well, let's end the call. I'm sure we've got many more things to talk about, but, uh, yeah, next time, next time. New Saul, new Saul. Yeah, more important things are happening now, so... Let's go. Bye-bye. Are you guys leaving, or is that just the recording ending?